0: A listener production. Hi, and welcome back to Broadsheet Melbourne Around Town. I'm Katja Buckdell, Broadsheet's editorial director, and the host of this 10 minute guide to Melbourne. Listening bars are having a moment in Melbourne, and today we're heading to Stella's, the newest addition to the list. But first, Broadsheet food and drink editor Audrey Payne is here to tell us about a new restaurant in Brunswick East. I loved her headline for the story on Broadsheet, which was old school hospitality meets modern Mediterranean cooking. That always sounds like something that you want to go to regularly, the kind of local that you wish was in your area. Audrey, welcome. Thanks, Katia. Tell us about Yakimo's.
1: So Yakimo's... I love your intro. It is the kind of restaurant I wish was in my area. I would definitely go once a week. But it's a Mediterranean restaurant that has been started by a father and son duo. Um, OJ, who's the son, and Ali, Ate, who's the father. Um, And they're doing really great wood-fired Turkish and Mediterranean
0: food. The... Backstory here, which I think is useful to know, is they've actually got another restaurant. So why don't we hear about that one as well? Because it's 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 not like they're the same. They are very close together, over the road, I believe, mm-hmm. but they've got a very different concept.
1: Yeah, so they're literally on opposite sides of the street. And the first restaurant is called Harlecanas, which um, Ali opened actually during one of the lockdowns. Um, OJ was like, my dad doesn't have a plan, he just goes for it. It actually has its origin as a food truck, which Ali set up in a car park near Melbourne Uni. He was telling me stories about starting that business. They didn't have any access to water in that site. He brought the water with him every day. They eventually kind of grew it into a real happening spot. They were taking reservations in this car park, um, selling two types of sandwiches. Unfortunately, that closed because of COVID. And then I honestly, the sense I got was just he was getting really antsy and wanted to open up another restaurant. So then that's how Harlequin Us across the street opened. So what will you find on the menu there? Yeah, so that... Restaurant is focused on more traditional Turkish cooking. So you can get Turkish breakfast, like a really great selection of dips, Turkish coffee, like very much traditional Turkish Right. So then they open Yakima's over the road, which
0: is a little bit more experimental is not the right word, but they're changing things up a little bit.
1: Totally. Um, OJ was very clear that he wanted it to be a Mediterranean restaurant as opposed to a Turkish restaurant. Um, The chef they have in there is from Istanbul, so there is a lot of Turkish influence on the dishes, but they're branching out a little bit more. So
0: tell us about some of those dishes that you ate when you were there.
1: Yeah, so when I was there, I loved the hummus and pastrama, which was one of the best hummus I've ever had, um, topped with a cured Turkish beef. There was also... The wood-fired pitters, which OJ described to me as a boat-shaped pizza, they come with a variety of different toppings. So one that I had and loved was spinach and herb. There's also braised beef. They're just really easy to share and really kind of moorish, like you just want to keep going back for more.
0: In our story, mm. we've got beautiful photos of them making Mm -hmm. the pita and other stuff that's going into the oven. So if you're in the restaurant, can you see all that
1: happening? You can. So there's a big wood-fired oven in the back of the restaurant. There is, like, a little bar where you can sit and get, like, a head-on view, but it's small enough that wherever you are you kind of can see what they're doing. Yeah, you can
0: get a sense that there's someone very close to you Mm -hmm. making this beautiful food. Totally. Chucking stuff in the oven. Mm -hmm. One of the dishes which you said you didn't try is going to be the first thing I try when I go, <laughs> is the manta. Uh, now, the restaurant over the road, mm-hmm. so they're Turkish dumplings. Um, in your story, you said they're typically boiled, and you can find that version at the original restaurant. Mm-hmm. But Yakimo's take is slightly different. So they're handmade, they're mince-filled, and they're fried. And they're served, this was the thing that got me, they're <laughs> served with chilli butter and labneh. Mm. So that's that'll be my yeah. first stop yeah. when I go. What are you drinking when you're there?
1: They have yet to get their liquor license, but there are beers and wine coming soon. But OJ is super passionate about bringing in drinks from all over the Mediterranean. So they have um, a selection of gazoz, which is a Turkish soda, essentially. And they also have Turkish coffee. They have a yogurt drink. They also have a fermented turnip juice. I didn't get to try that because I didn't realize that was on the menu when I was there. But that is the first thing I will order when I go back. When you go back. Yeah.
0: There's also a kebab shop, Mm -hmm. but you can't
1: actually order from the kebab shop when you're there. So just describe this little kebab shop. It's part of the same building. They're using the same kitchen. They're not using the wood-fired oven. And essentially, it was just a way for them to start getting revenue in before they had officially opened Yakimos. And it was really popular, so they've kept it open. But it is
0: delivery only. Right. So you can order it online. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now... The space seems like a really low-key but warm space. Mm-hmm. Is that how you describe it for people?
1: Yeah, for sure. It's I would say like the main reason you're going to go there is for the food and the hospitality. You're not going to go there for like a fancy lamp and all this, you know, bells and whistles, but um OJ has a lot of plans to take over the, the space. He used to be a drafts person and just loves restaurants, so really I think has a vision for it. Um But if you start talking to Ali about the decor, he might take you across the street, which is what he did with my friend and I. Halakarnass was closed the night we went. We went on a Monday night and we were just asking him about his other restaurant. He ran out back, grabbed the keys, walked us over and talked us through all the memorabilia he has up there. So I'm sure if he has his way, there'll be some of that to come at Yakima's.
0: I know we're talking about Yakima's, but I feel like after this conversation, people would be silly not to try both of these places. I know I will be. Yakima's is at 74 Ligon Street in Brunswick East. It's open from Wednesday till Monday, 5.30pm till 11.30pm. Thanks, Audrey. Thanks. Melbourne has seen a spate of listening bars open recently. And in fact, this is something we're seeing not just in Victoria, but around the country right now. The latest is Stella's. It's at the Sane Hotel in St Kilda. And Nick Connellan, our publications director, is here to tell us about it. Welcome, Nick. G'day. Before we talk specifically about Stellars, can you describe for listeners just what's been happening in listening bar territory in Melbourne over the past 12 months?
2: Yeah, so the listening bar is kind of a concept that started in Tokyo, and it's been in other cities around the world, in London and other big global cities. The idea being that you have a nightclub, you, you have a bar... Yes, these are places where you can dance or where you can listen to music, but a listening bar is like this really, it's for the real connoisseurs of music. And in Tokyo, it's a place where you'll go and you'll sit and you have a drink and people don't talk. You listen to the music and it's like you really appreciate it. It's kind of like the difference between going to a cinema and kind of watching a movie in silence or, you know, having a movie on in the background of a bar. There's a big difference there. You have a really beautiful high-end sound system. The speakers and the sound are really the focus. And you have live DJs every night, which is... Not something you can always do in a bar because it's not always financially viable, but with a listening bar, it's kind of built into the experience and the cost.
0: Is it fair to say that Waxflower was the first kind of to open in Melbourne in recent times and what's kind of kicked off this spate of other listening bars? I mean, Her her has Music Room, which came afterwards as well.
2: Yeah, I think it's fair to call Waxflower the first. We, we've had places with great sound systems before, but none that kind of so purposefully combined them in that way. Um, and. Yeah, really made it the focus. I think it's fair to call Waxflower.
0: And then we've got Her, which we mentioned, the music room there, which has another beautiful sound system um, and and DJs, uh, you know, pretty much every night. And now we've got Stellas at The Saint. So let's hear about Stellas and their sound system.
2: The general manager there, Mionel B. Carey, was a big fan of Waxflower. Um, he took some of the guys from The Saint and said, let's do the same thing. Let's take this concept put our own spin on it, do it in St. Kilda. And they went to Pitt and Giblin, which is the Hobart audio company that made the speakers for Waxflower and said, oh, can we get those same speakers that Waxflower's got? Um, Which my understanding is they were custom built for Waxflower. And the company was like, yep, great, let's do it. And then kind of halfway through the process, they came back and they said, hang on, considering your space and kind of what we're capable of, let's try something else. And what they came back with is these massive three-meter-high freestanding speakers that they've called Tenet, and this is like the first pair that's ever been built in Australia, which is very different from Waxflower. Waxflower's speakers are kind of mounted up in the corner, whereas the ones you find at Stellas are more like you'd find it at a club or a festival. Like they they sit on the floor. Each one's got two subwoofers in the bottom. They've got these beautiful bronze cones in them. They are works of art in themselves, the speakers.
0: And who is going to be responsible for playing music through these speakers.
2: It's open Friday and Saturday are the kind of initial opening hours and they're going to have DJs rotating through um, curated by what Artists, which is a really great, respectable DJ agency.
0: Right. The space is quite minimalist. Just describe for listeners the kind of materiality that that exists there.
2: Yeah. So they've got these distressed brick walls and I guess the windows that look out onto Fitzroy Streets in Kilda, which is quite a bustling street. It's on the first floor upstairs. And then a green marble bar and then but the room is really dominated by those two massive speakers. And it's kind of like if you're not directly facing them, you're kind of still, I guess, paying attention to them. Yeah. And the DJ booth was also designed by Pitt and Giblin and has this beautiful Swiss made high-end mixer in it that looks like something out of a World War II aircraft. It's got kind of all these needles and dials and things. It doesn't look like a modern bit of kit. So yeah, it's a really cool looking space.
0: It's quite nice, I guess. You can focus on the speakers. And the DJ booth, because there's not much else to kind of focus on. So you are looking at the things that are the reason for being there in the first place. You can also go there and have a drink and some snacks while you're listening. I'd love to hear a little bit about the menu.
2: This is one thing that I think set Melbourne listening bars apart, certainly in the case of Waxflower, is that, yes, the music's the focus, but the food and drinks are also amazing and a reason to go in themselves. And so the same is true here. They've got a bunch of food from downstairs, but what they've done is ensure that it's not food that needs cutlery. So you can go up there and you can have a drink in one hand and a snack in the other hand and listen to music, which is lovely. So they've got um, house-baked shokopan prawn katsu sandos, so that fluffy Japanese milk bread with uh, prawn on it, duck croquettes with pickled plums, which is cool, and these dainty little parmesan shoe pastries stuffed with sautéed mushrooms. So it's all really yummy drinking food.
0: Yeah, that you can... Down very, very quickly.
2: Yeah. And charcuterie platters and kind of all the other nibbly type stuff.
0: Yeah. And the drinks list, I assume there's some cocktails on there.
2: Yeah. So they've got um, a form of Bouvardia bartender there. And if anyone's been to Bouvardia in the CBD, they'll know what style of cocktails they do there. It's not like uh, a place like Black Pearl or the Everly, which is quite classic. It's all quite progressive, molecular, kind of crazy stuff where they're doing a lot of reductions and. Um, you know, in the article, we talk about acidifying, lacto fermenting, fat washing, dehydrating. Um, so it's a very technique driven, almost more chefy approach to cocktails with crazy flavors. So, like, there's a cocktail called the Funky Kong, which has whiskey, rum, spicy mole bitters. So mole being that uh, Mexican um, sauce that has like twenty different spices in it. Um, toasted koji. Koji is the uh, bacteria they use to ferment soy sauce, and coconut water. So it's kind of all these crazy kind of high-end, unusual ingredients that you wouldn't necessarily find in other cocktail bars. I think it's really exciting.
0: It does sound like the kind of place, I mean, obviously you're going for the listening. Those cocktails sound pretty, if you are adventurous and you're looking for something different, it sounds like Stella's might be the place to go for a drink.
2: Yeah, but also if um, you're not in the mood for that, and that's fine, we're not always in the mood for that, you can just go and have a beer or uh, a beer or a wine or a classic cocktail. But I think, um, yeah, I'd love to try those signature cocktails. I think that's kind of part of the experience.
0: Yeah. Stella's at The Saint is on level one at 54 Fitzroy Street in St Kilda. The hours are Friday and Saturday, 6 p.m. until 3 a.m. Thanks, Nick. Pleasure. That's it for today. You can stay completely up to date at any moment of any day at broadsheet.com.au or on Instagram at broadsheet underscore melb. I'll be back again on Friday, same time, same place. Chat then. Listener.